0: You're listening to How to Catholic, Episode Four How to Debt. Dump it now. everybody, this is Lisa Cotter and I'm Kevin Cotter and we are your co-hosts here at the How to Catholic Podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. welcome to the podcast it is so great to be with you today and i am really excited we have our first guest on the podcast today so you'll notice that today it's just going to be me lisa kevin's not with us it was just too complicated to try to figure out schedules to get both kevin and i on for all of our guests so we thought rather than delaying guests we're just gonna each take guests as they come so our guest today i'm very excited about a friend of mine for years now she blogs with her husband at true good and beautiful.net about money, mission, and marriage. And her unique perspective has led her to be a guest on several podcasts. So this is definitely not her first interview. And national radio shows, so she's pretty cool. She's had articles featured on Dave and MoneysavingMom.com. And she inspires audiences on topics including money, the importance of intentional living and the everyday real life experiences of infertility, adoption, and motherhood. Joining us from Omaha, where she lives with her husband, Jonathan, daughter, Josephine, and laboratory retriever, excuse me, Wrigley, please welcome Amanda Texera. Hey, Amanda, how's it going? Hey, Lisa, it's
1: going well. Thank you for having me today.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast, especially because I know this is a super crazy time for you right now. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) I can't believe we're doing
0: this right now.
1: Yep. Yep. Any minute now, we could be getting a phone call saying that adoption number two is going to be going down any minute. Ah! Uh, Yeah, baby is due in a couple weeks, but there are some medical reasons why she might come early, and that could be even today. So yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. That is so (laughs) exciting. I'm so excited that we're here right now. Like you could get the text during this conversation.
1: I really could. So everybody just be patient with my brain today. Uh, it's a little scattered and for the best reasons possible.
0: Yes. Oh, so, so exciting. I cannot wait to hear news on this. Um, so I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Uh, talking about a topic that I know is near and dear to your heart and you have a great amount of expertise on. I mean, you've been on the Dave Ramsey show and blogged for him before, which is so cool. Uh, We're talking about debt today, which is a big thing for a lot of people. I know so many people are in debt and I imagine that even some of our listeners are possibly going to be in debt very soon here uh, as they're getting ready to exit college and those Uh, loans are going to be starting to come their way. And so I feel like it's such a great topic to be covering right now. How do we Catholic when it comes to debt, especially with the new year coming? It's always fun. um, A fresh start. And I feel like getting your finances in order is something you can easily do at the beginning of a new year. It seems like a good time for it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, exactly. I think, you know, every January we have a a chance to just kind of uh, pick the goals that we want to go after for that year. And I think um, common, a common one that people usually want to uh, tackle is their finances, and I think it's a, a great time to really start that. Uh, I'll tell Jonathan and I's story throughout our interview here today. But January first, two thousand and twelve, was our very first budget that we created, right. and so I think it's a great time of the year um, to kind of go after that goal. And you're right, Lisa. Um, you know the debt that is just I I would say crush that is crushing our Culture right now is a very real thing, and I think as Catholics, it's really important to get this uh, get this area in our lives right because the average student is coming out of college with thirty thousand dollars in loans. Mm. The average American couple is carrying a sixteen thousand dollar credit card balance, and they have two uh, two car payments that they're making as well. In addition to trying to just live their everyday life, and so I see debt crushing and killing. People And particularly Catholics, it's preventing us from being able to say yes to the things that God's asking of us in our lives. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen um, friends that, you know, they can't enter a religious life because they have debt or a married couple that's struggling to say yes to life because they have so much debt that they're facing or they're delaying marriage because they can't afford to get married. Um, and so when debt begins to prevent us from saying yes to God's call in our life, we need to be really concerned because, uh, answering his calls always our number one as Catholics.
0: Absolutely. I love the way you put that. Yeah, it's so easy just to be enslaved to it, and that is not going to free us to do God's will. So that's beautifully put. Good work there. Um, so, so important. So that's why I'm really excited to be covering this topic here. It's such a practical topic. I'm a very practical person. I know you're a very practical person. So yeah. I'm confident we can <laughs> tackle this together here. <laughs> I think so. Very good. Cool. So what you've got for us today here are basically four steps to help you and to help our listeners um, tackle debt with that Catholic perspective of we want to be free. We don't want to be a slave to our debt. Um, So what's that first step that you've got for our listeners today?
1: Sure. Our first step that we're going to talk about is begin budgeting. And I know that doesn't specifically uh, have to deal with debt, but you know, it's all tied in and it's all kind of a foundation that builds on top of each other. So before we're even going to talk about debt, we have to talk about budgeting. And I think a lot of times people hear the B word and (laughs) it automatically is a negative. You know, either they associate like budget means you're poor or you're restricted or uh, you can't do stuff. I don't know if you've ever felt that way about a budget.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, where's the fun in that? Like, no spontaneity you know, right. allowed in a budget, right?
1: Exactly. I can't go on vacation because I'm on a budget. I can't go to the movies. I'm on a budget. That kind of language we've heard throughout our life, and it's given a lot of people a negative taste in their mouth. But what I want to say today is that I think that's not true. Everybody benefits from a budget, whether you happen to be poor or middle class or wealthy. Everyone will budget from it. And I want you to, uh, those who are listening, to just think of it as permission to spend. Um, A budget is just giving you permission to spend your money on the things that you're telling your budget you want to spend your money on. And so, for example, um, in Jonathan and I's marriage, we always have a category of fun money, Mm -hmm. where it's just like on the things that that are fun that we want to do that might be outside of what other categories we've got. I'm really bad at spending anything. I don't like to spend on things that I would call not necessary or not vital. I just, I don't, totally. I don't, blow, I don't blow money very well, but the budget is telling me I have to spend this, you know, X amount of dollars to go have fun every month. And it's good for me because it's now permission to spend. It's not something that's going to restrict me. Yeah. Uh, So really, I just think that that's an important first step is wipe out that old negative connotation and start seeing budgeting from the correct angle that it's really a good thing. Um, And it's just really a plan for how you're going to use your money. Or another way of phrasing it is telling your money what to do instead of wondering where it went.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kevin and I always say that phrase, like, (laughs) if you don't know where your money's going, like, you don't know where it's going, you know, like... Right. It's so easy to get lost in that and just think like, oh, no, I'm good with money or I'm spending it wisely. But if you start budgeting and you start looking at it, that's when you can realize like, oh, wow, maybe I am being like too much of a tightwad and not ever having fun, not ever buying myself something new. Or maybe it's the opposite end and I'm blowing money all the time. And I didn't quite realize that it was that much. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think we've all had that trip to Target where we leave with like a two hundred dollar receipt and we're like, What did I buy?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, that's me in Costco. <laughs> except for I come home with five things and it was two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen?
1: Like Yes. Yeah. Yes. Budgeting prevents moments like this. Oh, so, really. yep. it's so good. Um, and as Catholics, we have, you know, a very wise book at our at our disposal. It's called The Bible. I'm um, gonna share numerous uh, verses from Proverbs actually today, because the book of Proverbs talks about money a lot. Um, and in Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three, it says, take good care of your flocks, give careful attention to your herds. Um, and you know, no, we're not talking about livestock right now, but back in biblical times, livestock was kind of their currency and it was their way of, uh, having money to kind of trade and barter. Mm. And so basically this verse is saying, you know, You want to know what you have. What are the things that God has blessed you with? What are the means he's given you? And um, you need to give attention to those and steward those well. And I think that that's what budgeting really is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah, because it's all all God's
0: money anyway. You know, at the end of the day, uh, my dad used to always tell me that. You know, Lisa, it's all God's money anyway. So you want to make sure that you're keeping track of it for his glory. So that's That's awesome. Great. Cool. Well, do you have any other thoughts on that step number one?
1: Yeah. So just getting a little bit more practical. um, A lot of times what's going to be the most helpful for people that are listening if they want to begin budgeting, start with a monthly budget uh, and you want to do it before the month begins. You don't want to be in the middle of the month and then creating a budget for that current month um and then you want to make it zero based. And I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. I know you likely have, Lisa. Yeah. But yeah. what that means is you want to take all your income and you want to go down a cate- go down the categories of your budget and you want to plug in numbers and give every dollar a job, give it all a name, spend it on purpose in your budget, and at the end of your budget, you don't want to have any money left over. So you want a zero at the end. That's what zero based budgeting is. You don't want a surplus at the end. You want to actually spend it all intentionally in your budget on purpose. Um, And then you want to be able to track your expenses throughout the month. And so there are some people that want to do cash and envelopes, but I would say a younger generation is more going to benefit from something like an electronic app that's on your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Dave Ramsey has a great one out there. It's free, it's called Every Dollar. And then there's also a Another one out there, it's a little bit more um, robust, and it's called YNAB, You Need a Budget. Um, and those are two fantastic apps that are going to just help you lay out your budget and then be able to track it as you go throughout the month. So when you pull up to the gas pump, when you see that bill at the very end, you can just pull your phone out and track right there, say what you spent, and then it'll auto-update and show you what you have left. It just it's, it makes budgeting really easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are both great apps. I know. I think Jonathan actually, we use YNAP and I think it was Jonathan who introduced us to it and it has, it's, it is very easy just to keep track of everything and know where it's going. Um, so we will definitely put those in the show notes so that we, if you're listening, you can uh, hop over and, and find the links to download those quickly and start getting your budget in order.
1: Yeah. And I guess last thing I want to share is anybody who's beginning a budget, You know you're gonna be rusty. You might stink at it in the beginning. Jonathan and I, like I said earlier, we sat down and had our very first budget meeting, January first, two thousand and twelve. And you know what? We we blew it that month. (laughs) We had to rob Peter to pay Paul so many times out of the different categories. I think I did like sixty dollars for groceries. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I just I didn't. What were you eating? I don't know <laughs> we have and celery. I don't, we, we just, we didn't do it very well, but then the next month we did better. Right, right. Yeah. And then the next month we did better. And so by six months in, we were great. We knew exactly what we needed to spend on different categories. Um, and so don't lose heart when it's tough in the beginning.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just looking to, I know for us, our monthly, we try to reevaluate about every six months every year uh, because stuff changes. Family, our family changes, how much our kids are eating changes. um, New line items might come in that we weren't originally planning for. And so, yeah, just being flexible with yourself when you budget I think is so important and not, you know, feeling like, oh, $60, I guess we just can't eat, you know, like, (laughs) no, like, you just got to readjust and figure it out. So
1: yes, and a helpful tool that others might uh, find beneficial on our true good and beautiful blog, we've actually um, listed out a month worth or a, a year's worth of budgets by the month. And particular memory-jogging expenses that might be associated with that month. Oh, that's awesome. So for that are just sitting down to budget, um, maybe in December or June. The budget that month is going to look super different because different things are going on that month. And so we tried to think through what are the possible things that somebody will need to budget for that is month-specific, mm-hmm. and we tried to lay that out.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, we'll definitely have to link to that too. I need to check that out because every <laughs> I feel like every year we run into stuff and we're like oh, where was that supposed to go? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: The 4th of July is in July. Oh my gosh, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah we need a holiday budget for every holiday, I feel like. Yeah. It's just so, yeah. so fun to celebrate those. So, Okay, awesome. Good, good. So I will make sure to link to all those things, to the two apps, and to uh, what you and Jonathan put together for the month by month. That's great. Thank you for doing that for us.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Great. Okay, so we ready to move on to step number two? Yes. Very good. What do you got for us? Step number two. Step number
1: two is dump debt. Um, so after you've bu- you know you've got your budget going, and now it's time to shed the debt that is strangling you. Um, And I really mean that it really does restrict. It doesn't free you. I know that in our culture today It's kind of just accepted as the norm Mm -hmm. But I think it's the number one thing that's crushing the poor and the middle class uh, because So much of your paycheck just goes out the window to somebody else and it's not going to work for you and your family Mm -hmm. Uh, Debt steals your ability to do what you want with your money and to meet the goals that you have Um, And it restricts your freedom. And that's not what God wants of us. And in the Bible, um, Proverbs 22, 7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave of the lender. Um, And I just, I really think that verse speaks to the seriousness of debt. It's, it compares it to slavery. Um, And in a way it really is. And it shackles up people's freedom. And that's exactly not what God wants for his children. Right it also, um, you know, I think that it also causes a lot of stress and anxiety in our world. Um, and you could look up statistic after statistic of how debt is now affecting people in the workforce and it's infecting employees and they're not actually being as productive at work because they're stressed and they're anxious about money. Um, and then I think it's also in the top three reasons that people end up you know, seeking out divorce because they had money fights or money problems. Um, And it's something that uh, it really does not only restrict you, but it can cause so much anxiety and it leaks into every aspect of your life because money touches every part of our lives. And so the negative effects of debt are going to leak into every aspect if we don't dump it.
0: Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Debt is something it, it is. It's so sad to see people just, especially like coming right out of college, you know, you can just see the weight on people as they're like, oh, I just got my first, you know, a statement from, was it Franny and Freddie or Sally? Are those all the, the fun people <laughs> you don't want mail from? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you can just, you can just see like that restriction and that stress. And that's like the last thing that I, you know somebody who's just come out of college like that to be on their mind is okay great now I just need to pay back those last four years and um, have that hanging over their head for the next 40 years or however long it takes so Mm -hmm. dumping that debt is I just think so freeing and important and it can kind of seem overwhelming but um, I don't know if you're gonna share later your story about dumping debt is that coming up okay good because that it's such a great story I want to make sure that everybody gets to hear it
1: (laughs) So good. Yes. In, well, in uh, Proverbs 6, 5, uh, actually, there's a lot of really awesome verses before this, but I'm just going to highlight this one aspect. It says, free yourself like a gazelle from the hunter. And this verse is talking to somebody that had gone into debt with a friend. Mm. And so now this wisdom is being passed to get yourself out of debt like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter. And I don't know uh, if you've ever watched like, planet earth or discovery and seen like uh, a cheetah or whatever going after a gazelle, um, I think it's something like 70% of the time that the gazelle will get away, even though the cheetah is actually the fastest animal on earth. And the reason for that is because the gazelle is darting every which way, you know, going up rocks, going behind bushes, you know, they're running for their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this analogy, I think is what we need to look at debt and think, oh my gosh, I, it's time for me to run like a gazelle away from the hand of the hunter. And Jonathan and I tend to be a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you two. Never. We do things, we do things pretty hard. And when we read this together, um, you know, back when we were early married, we just thought, you know what, the debt has just got to go. Um, and so that's when we began to just get super, super extreme um, with paying off our debt. So the goal was every month we do our budget and we would, you know, we got better at budgeting and more appropriate for groceries. But we were really tight on ourselves because the goal was to get every dollar we possibly could just to throw at debt every single month. And so we were really, really hard on ourselves. Um, we did. We I don't think we we had zero dollars budgeted for restaurants, or for date nights, um, until our debt was done. We wanted we wanted to kind of minimize the time that we'd be paying off debt, so we condensed it into as short a time period as possible. Because I think a lot of people out there just think, oh, I'll live, kind of mediocrely, and it will take them years longer to pay off the debt than if they had just gotten really serious about it. Right. So we were strict. We didn't want to enjoy time in debt. We just wanted to get it done. Um, And so we started selling things. I specifically remember there were multiple occasions when we'd have four or five people lined up outside of our door to buy things on Craigslist at our house.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Or we dumpster dived and we would find items, clean them up and then sell them on Craigslist.
0: Ooh, I knew you dumpster dived, but I didn't realize you like profited from it. (laughs)
1: Yep, or we'd go to thrift stores and buy items used, secondhand, and then we'd go sell them on eBay. Um, we downsized to a one one car family, and you know we picked up little side hustles here and there. Like Jonathan would grab, you know, freelance. Uh, gigs and I would do some speaking and just different things that we would kind of do on the side and every penny that we could scrape together, we threw at our debt. And when we were, when we got married, we had $24,500 in debt and we did not make a a lot of money. I just, just trust me when I say that. Mm -hmm. Um, and seven and a half months into our debt free journey, we paid off all of that money. That is so unbelievable. I, Free. Yeah, I I can't believe it myself. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I've I've told you a story just in conversations before with people, and it is always like, "But seriously, like how how did they do that?" And you were yeah. gazelles.
1: <laughs> really, I think we like tithed and then like ate, and I don't know if we did anything else. <laughs> I love that you still tithe, though. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, always, always got to tithe. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we just, we took it really seriously. And you know what? We knocked it out. Now, seven and a half months feels like a blip in time. It was just nothing. Right. And then the last, you know, four and a half years, we've been able to then live our life and start chasing those dreams and goals that we have. And we've been able to kind of go after those sooner than we'd ever would have been able to, had we still been carrying the debt.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. And you guys have been able to do some incredible things I and mean, buy your first house and do two adoptions, a uh, second one coming up here. Those aren't cheap.
1: <laughs> no, 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 they're not. And we've paid cash for two new to us cars. You know, they're not brand new or anything like that. Yeah. So we've just been able to cash flow things that we never would have been able to had our income kind of been still choked. And we'd been paying Sally Mae eight hundred dollars a month. Just no way would we've been able to do any of it.
0: Oh yeah, you'd still be paying off your college loans probably, and and the other debt that came together. So, oh, that must have been an amazing feeling. Seven and a half months to accomplish that. Did you think you would be able to do it that quickly?
1: No, our goal originally was one year, um, but then I think once we got under the ten thousand mark, our eyes just kind of were bugging out of our heads, and we were like, oh my gosh, now we just got to get it done. And, you know, we were gazelle, but we even took it up a notch. I, at that point we asked our parents if we could sell things from their basement and cut a 50% profit for getting rid of it. Just like, we, if there was a dime to be found, we found it. <laughs> no
0: kidding. Yeah. Literally in the trash even. <laughs>
1: we, yeah, we scraped it out of nowhere. Um, so and it was amazing. a lot of fun. Like we kind of t- treated it like a game almost. And so it was really actually kind of an adventure and a very fun time in our life. And we look back now and we're just like, oh my gosh, we were so crazy. Um, but it was, it was an adventure that we did together. And then a month after we paid off our debt, we got to go on the Dave Ramsey show and we got to do our debt free scream. And I remember even Dave was like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> who are you? <laughs> how did you do this? And uh, yeah, we just we had a great time meeting him and touring their office. Um, and it was just kind of like a dream come true that we got to be there and, you, and do that.
0: You have a video of that, don't you?
1: We do. I think it's on our blog somewhere. There might be okay. a video. Um oh. And Jonathan, at the end, he printed out a bunch of fake money and he dived on the floor and like threw it in the air. Oh, yeah. And Dave thought that was hilarious. And so, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was classic Jonathan. It was so great. It was great. classic Jonathan. It was a yeah, a great memory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, if you can find
0: that, that, that would be so fun to put in the show notes okay. too. I'm sure everybody sure. would love to see that uh, just encouraging moment. I know our kids have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's going in our
1: family. Our kids will watch that. They'll hear this story. And it's that's going to be like a family legend is when we went to go down and do our debt free scream at the Dave Ramsey show.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening in and you're thinking, you don't know, like when I graduate college, how much debt I've got coming? Like, oh, my gosh, if they can do twenty four thousand five hundred. Right. Yep. In seven and a half months. Oh, wow. Just imagine like it can be done and I always think too for those who are in college now the idea of yeah you're not paying that debt off now but why not start saving so when it comes time you can just dump a chunk you know as if you were paying off that debt already Um, just prepare so that way it's not staring you in the face so intensely when you're done like in college is such a great time to live frugally and I don't know, just have fun because there's so much entertainment around. You hardly have to pay for stuff if you don't want to. Yeah. You just go down to your friend's dorm or whatever and there's plenty to do. So
1: Yeah, totally.
0: That is so great. Okay, so get the debt out of your life. Dump that debt. I could not agree with that more and that was so fun to uh kind of <laughs> relive that journey with you. Thank you for sharing all that. New details I hadn't heard. I thought I knew it all, but I was missing <laughs> I was missing pieces about selling garbage. So Yeah. Did that. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) Oh, man. Relationship goals right there. Sell trash with your husband.
1: It's kind of actually, it's actually a game that we even have to this very day. Uh, Jonathan and I will have a competition of who can take our fun money and go to the Goodwill and find items that we can sell and make more profit in our fun money. And whoever came out with the biggest margins won.
0: Oh, my gosh. You two are so fun. We're nerds.
1: We're super nerds.
0: I love it. I love it. That's a great way to be a nerd. Go for it. <laughs> so cool. Okay. So we've dumped our debt. Um, are we ready to move on for what's next?
1: Yep. The third step, um, once you've kind of gotten rid of the debt, would be to start saving. So now takes- you're a budgeting pro. You got your debt. You're on your way to getting it gone or you've got it gone. And now it's time to get more serious about saving. Um, and we'll go back to Proverbs Proverbs 6, 6-8. through 8. It says, "Go to the ant, O sluggard; study her ways and learn wisdom. For though she has no chief, no commander or ruler, she procures her food in the summer, stores up her provisions in the harvest." And so, I love that verse because you know we even see it in in nature out there. That an ant knows that in the summer they need to stock up and save so they can actually survive the winter until the next summer. Mm-hmm. And this is a creature with. The difference between a human brain and an ant brain is astronomically different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would, I would hope. <laughs> you can't even measure it. But the so these ants in some ways are doing better than humans right now at savings. Um, I, I think this, the statistics, I don't have uh, the latest ones in front of me, but it's it's pretty abysmal. It's something like less than 25% of families are actually – uh, saving every paycheck. Wow. Most families are just kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And if somebody lost their job, they wouldn't know what to do. Right. Um, and so that's a scary place to be. And so once you've kind of, um, you're starting to make your journey towards getting your debt gone. Um, I really want to recommend to your listeners to get an emergency fund together. This is kind of a buffer between them and life. Um, And so whatever that would be, either it's a thousand dollars or a a couple thousand dollars. Nowadays, a lot of people have HSAs and I kind of recommend whatever that, you know, that deductible would be in case you broke your leg and had to pay for it. Um, That might be a two, three thousand dollar emergency fund. Get something like that put away so that, you know, if something really bad happened, you'd be able to kind of pay for it and keep going on getting your debt gone. And then once your debt is gone, I really want to encourage people to take that savings up to about three to six months of expenses. Um, that doesn't mean three to six months of income, but you know everybody needs to just calculate what does it take for you to live that month, and yeah. then multiply it by three or six depending on how stable your income tends to be, or if it's you know if it's the same paycheck every uh, every single time, maybe three months. But if you're on commission, maybe six months.
0: That's where the budget comes in handy, because you actually know about how much you need every month.
1: Exactly. Right. You already know that number. um, So you know exactly your target. Um, So you want to get that put away. So then really, you know, if your car blows up and you break your leg, you can do both. And it's not going to derail you. You're not going to have to put it on a credit card. Um, You're not going to be sunk because one bad thing happened. And I remember being so thankful for this Um, years ago, as I was driving down the road, um, our car just totally died and the transmission blew up. Ugh! yuck. Yeah, yikes. And you know what? A couple years prior, that would have been a disaster. But at that point, it just kind of was no skin off our back because we had the emergency fund. We paid we paid the bill and then we just went on with our lives. And there's so much freedom in having those types of savings uh it really frees you up and makes you sleep better at night because you know there's a huge buffer then between you and life so you definitely want to keep going on that um <clears throat> other savings to really start to consider especially for the younger people um, in their 20s would be retirement i know a lot of people think retirement is so far out i just want to travel in my 20s and see movies and hang out But it's coming, if you don't start saving today, you know, it's coming for you, whether you want it to or not. And you want to definitely live with dignity in your retirement. Um, And, you know, the beauty of compounding interest is that if you are serious about saving in your 20s, you're almost guaranteed to have a million dollars in your retirement, at least enough that you will be able to live with dignity. And so the earlier you can start saving, the better. Uh, just because that compounding interest can work in your favor longer. Yeah,
0: I remember in high school we had to take a finance class and the teacher encouraged us, she said, You want to get twenty six by twenty six, like get twenty six K in by the time you're twenty six and she showed us the math and then you'll have a million at retirement. And so that for me in my early twenties was like my mental goal. I was like, We have to have twenty six by twenty six like that was my (laughs) mantra to Kevin, like twenty six by twenty six. (laughs) So We Yeah. So we kind of we lived as if we were trying to get rid of debt early on just because we didn't want to have to fight later in life.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. I that's an that's amazing that your teacher taught you that. I, I cannot uh, say I had the same experience and I bet a lot of people don't have the same wisdom that you got. But that's exactly right. And if somebody uh, wants to just Google, you know, compounding interest and starting savings in your 20s, I mean, do it and you'll just be blown away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're not in your 20s and you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s or older, there, you you can still make up for lost time. You can double down on those savings, but you want to get as much time on your side as possible with that. Same goes with college. Um, this is something, you know, we we our daughters only two. So we've only been doing this a couple of years. Um, we started saving for college because we hope that between what we can start saving for her now and then her getting scholarships and jobs and whatever else she needs to do, you know, she can go th- go to college without any student loans.
0: That'd be amazing. That's a huge huge gift to get someone off on the right foot.
1: It would be. So we we probably won't be able to pay for all of it cuz I mean, college 20 years from now will be what? Like 2 million dollars a year? No, <laughs> oh, I
0: don't want to think about it. I know. I know. It's so
1: insane. Know. Yeah, it just keeps going up, but we'll be able to at least help her for a few years and uh, give her the the best start that we can. And so when you start saving and getting more serious about your savings, um, those are some things you want to start thinking of. Um, and then I don't know what you guys call it in your budget, Lisa, but we are kind of uncreative. I think Dave Ramsey refers to f- sinking funds. mmm Basically, mm-hmm. like uh, if you have a insur- car insurance payment once a year that's a thousand dollars, he recommends that you save a hundred dollars a month. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we
0: become long term,
1: which long-term? is also creative. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, somebody's got to come up with something way better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you you know you've got your budget going, and now you want to start doing some sinking funds or long term funds. So that when that car insurance bill comes, you're not derailed. You're just saving little bit by little bit for, you know, things like the car insurance bill or Christmas that's coming up um, or a new car. You know, you're just the idea is you're saving little bit by little bit so that when the time comes, when you need to dip into that fund, you've got the money ready.
0: Great. Well, we're uh, starting to run a little short on time here. So let's go ahead and uh, are you ready for step number four? Would that be good? Yep. That's fine. We'll just dive right
1: in. Um, Step number four, and this one will be a a shorter step anyway. um, So that works out. Give generously. Um, You know, we encourage everybody to um, tithe 10% of your income. You know, there's biblical verses uh, that I could list for this. Um, It's a rich tradition in our Catholic faith to give God the first fruits of what he's given you. Um, and so even when we were in debt, we still tithed 10% and we do it even today. And we're, you know, later on in life um, when we're retired and we have more means, I hope we can give more than 10%. But I just want to encourage mm-hmm. people to get serious about that. Even students that, you know, maybe don't have a predictable income, you know, even if it's birthday money, you know, tithe on that. Anything that comes to you that is a blessing to you, tithe on that. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, because, you know, giving sometimes, you know, it's it's we're giving to others because it's a blessing to them. But I think it really blesses us when we give. Um, And I think it's one of the most fun ways to spend your money that you'll ever have. I remember a couple of years ago, um, we had a friend in religious life and we knew that, you know, they don't have a lot of um, special things throughout the year. They don't get a lot of luxuries. And so we just got on Costco's website and we ordered a bunch of those like cookies and chocolates and all these you know awesome tins that you know come in some big package and we shipped it to them and the stories that we heard after that about how they were all just freaking out and everybody loved it and they all ate them instantly it just made us so happy
0: oh, It was so fun to be able to give like that and just to know like your labor is bringing joy to somebody else it's oh so fun that's awesome what a great idea
1: Yeah. I mean a lot of other ways you can give besides giving somebody some chocolates, but (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yes. (laughs) So many great causes to donate to out there. Uh just really encourage listeners to get serious about ten percent because a lot of Catholics, I think the studies show Catholics tithe about three percent of their income on average, and so we gotta do better because if we're giving more, think of what more the church could do in our culture and in our world. Uh, and the impact and the change that would have for the better.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We always, we try to do 5% directly to our parish and then usually end up giving like 1% or 2% to the archdiocese and the other (laughs) is just like, that's where you get to have fun and just find those ministries that you really believe in or those causes or giving, you know, random situations and times. It's so... It's so it's, it's just such a joy to have that freedom to do that because I think it's in us to want to be generous, um, mm-hmm. but to be able to give without – I mean, yeah, it's always going to hurt a little, but <laughs> but it's not going to, like, take you out, you know, if you if you yeah. give to something. So that's what uh, being out of debt does. It gives you that freedom in so many ways, so many ways, freedom. Yes. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, Amanda, thank you so much so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and I know that our listeners can really benefit from all these steps and I just want to encourage everybody to really take to heart what Amanda has been saying Um, and she's put together for us at the end of our show our little tradition here, the How To Catholic Challenge. So Amanda, what is your challenge for our listeners today?
1: Yeah, my challenge to the listeners would be to start the new year off with a budget. So as you're getting ready for January 1st include this as part of your resolution get a budget together and then actually stick to it for the entire month it might be messy but stick to it and you won't regret it awesome that
0: is such a great challenge and a perfect challenge for this uh this start of the new year coming up here um so yeah so please if you want to connect with amanda and uh i want to send you to Amanda M. Tex. She's on Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up with her at facebook.com slash Beautiful. You can find them there. All kinds of resources. I know uh, you've got a whole budgeting and debt section on your website as well for more ideas and resources. And one more thing I want to throw out there to our listeners uh, that I know you guys are working on with baby number two coming soon. I know you guys have been working on fundraising to pay off the unbelievable sum of money that it costs to adopt a baby. Um, are you guys still doing the fundraiser? Can we can I encourage people to go there and check it out if they need a place to tithe somewhere fun?
1: Yes, that would be amazing. Thank you for bringing that up. Um on truegoodandbeautiful.net, um we have an adoption section and we are still fundraising. As of today, I think we've gotten 19,000 raised. Out of the thirty-seven thousand that we are trying to raise, so wow, it's <laughs> such a huge number. I, for, I
0: know it, it's, to provide a, a home.
1: Reasons. I know there's. I mean, there's lots of reasons why the number was a little bit higher this time than last time, but it's always higher than you'd think it would be in the world of adoption, and that's just part of our yes to saying yes to life. Um, mm. But God provided last time, and he'll provide this time. And so thank you for even putting that out there for people to possibly think think about giving to.
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. And Amanda, I cannot wait to hear the news about baby. I, I can't even believe it. I Maybe next time we talk, you'll be like holding baby. I don't know. I hope Probably. so. Probably. This is soon, <laughs> soon, soon. So a uh, blessed trip down to uh, pick up baby. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. And I look forward to having you on the show again sometime.
1: I look forward to being back. Thank you so much,
0: Lisa. Hey there, guys. Thanks for joining Amanda and I today on the podcast. You know, since Recording this show last week, Amanda and her husband, Jonathan, have decided to launch A Dream of Theirs, which is an online course on money management and getting out of debt. Because this is a brand new initiative, they're looking for beta testers to be a part of the course for, get this, free. That's right. For free, you can have Jonathan and Amanda personally teach you and coach you as you work to get your finances in order for 2017. So to apply, head on over to truegoodandbeautiful.net. I'll have that link in the show notes as well. And I really hope you do because this is one of those things that could change your life. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at madetomagnify.com. And you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests. And would you do us a quick favor? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This really helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it.